Hello. Hello. <laughs> How are you today? I'm up and not crying. Well, that's good. That's always a plus. <laughs> <laughs> so today, oh yeah, by the way, <laughs> I'm getting ready to say, duh. welcome to Lavender Sage and Stardust. <laughs> um, Stardust is not going to be with us today. So, or Raven, or she's not going to be with us today. Uh, but we have an episode for you that me and Chrissy are going to do. Um, it's Rose. Figured we haven't done a flower. I don't think we've done flowers yet. Have we done flowers? Um, I don't think so. Okay. So this might be the first flower. We're not sure. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I'm, not, I'm not too positive. I guess. Have we done lavender itself? I don't think so. Okay. Because unless we did that, I don't think we've done any other flower. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, new segment. New segment. <laughs> And uh, I, I found, oh my gosh. So while I was, while I was researching this, I actually had to make rose tea tonight because it was like making me want rose tea. <laughs> I was reading everything about roses. I was like, now I want rose tea. <laughs> so I made some. <laughs> Is it good? Yes, it's really good. Actually, I did it with a little bit of honey. Delicious. So, all right, we're going to start off. Here we go. Roses have been one of the most popular and appreciated flowers throughout human history. I found that fossil evidence has been found that suggests the first roses appeared on Earth over 35 million years ago. I thought that was a really little fun fact. I did not know that. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I assume that species of, you know, plants and trees have been here way longer than us. Yeah. And obviously it served a big purpose, so. Yeah, I just didn't think roses like themselves. Like I was like I thought that was right. I was like fun fact. All right. <laughs> so because of this, no surprise is that there are many myths and legends throughout the world that have roses in them. I'm going to go over right now the Greek and Roman mythology. There's a few a whole bunch of stories that I found and I I picked out 3 that I really wanted to share. So one story is that of Flora, the Roman goddess of flowers in springtime. Legend says that Flora was out walking the countryside when she found the dead body of one of her dearest nymphs. The goddess was so sad about the poor nymph's fate, she asked the other gods, asked, (laughs) did not say that right, sorry. (laughs) I heard that again. (laughs) The goddess was so sad about the poor nymph's fate. She asked, asked the other gods, I cannot say that word to save my life, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. You're going to have a lot to cut out, and I do apologize, honey. (laughs) She she asked him, not, not, not axed. There was no murder involved. Not axed. I don't know why I came out like that, like, every time. Anyway. It's because of our accent. (laughs) Well, it's funny, because I was, I almost almost said asked. (laughs) That's not it either. <laughs> okay. She asked <laughs> the other gods to transform her beloved nymph into a flawless pink rose. The goddess of love and beauty, Venus, added beauty to the rose. Bacchus, I think that's how you say his name, the god of wine and vegetation, gave the rose an intoxicating scent. And last, the god of war, Mars, gave the rose thorns. To protect its beauty. Go Mars. I know. I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> Look at that. So when you say like 
when you say flora, is that like flora and fauna? You know, I didn't see. I would have, I, maybe, yes. Because it makes sense. Because Flora, she's the goddess of springtime and flowers. So, yeah. Huh. Interesting. That When you said Flora, that's just it, immediately when I went to Fauna. Like yeah. The, the first thing I thought of. The next story I found was actually in Greek mythology. Now, as everybody knows, and I'm sure you guys know, maybe you don't, but I'll let you know. A lot of your Roman and Greek gods and goddesses are going to be the same stories. You just change the name to the actual corresponding goddess or god for that region, I guess you would call it. Yep. <laughs> yep. So I don't know if anybody knew that. So like I, I, the same story is in, about Venus also. Um, so you can find the same stories in both Greek and Roman. But I'm going to read the one that I found from Greek mythology. And we're just going to read it like that because... I actually like Greek mythology a lot. (laughs) So, in Greek mythology, Aphrodite is associated with the rose. Legend says that Uranus, the father of the sky, was despised by his son Kronos. Kronos, one night, killed his father. Hmm. What happened there? (laughs) (laughs) I said father. (laughs) My tongue just went out. One night, Cronus killed his father and dismembered his body. Uranus's remains fell into the sea and a great white foam started to grow in the ocean. From the foam, Aphrodite was born. As Aphrodite's feet touched the earth, bushes of white roses appeared. Thus, white roses are often a symbol of purity, innocence, and new beginnings. I thought that was pretty. I I tried my hardest and I feel like I did a really good job because when you you were talking about him killing his father I was going to say it seemed like there was an axe involved in that one <laughs> yes, yes there was <laughs> yeah because he like dismembered him and his body parts <laughs> fell into the ocean Man, let me tell you uh, to be a god because how many times have these gods been murdered and then they just come back to life oh my gosh I know like every time you look at like any mythology you'll be like wow they were violent <laughs> <laughs> They do in their brothers and sisters and sometimes their moms and dads. And then and then you couldn't trust anybody because they were going to kill you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't say the wrong thing. <laughs> I have one more little tale to tell. It's another one with Aphrodite. So Aphrodite is seen as the creator of the rose in Greek mythology. There is another tale of Adonis, Aphrodite's lover, being mortally wounded by a wild boar while out on a hunt. Aphrodite rushed to his side and held his bleeding body in her arms. Adonis died in her arms. And while she was holding him, the tears from her eyes mixed with his blood and created a fragrant blood red rose. I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> I was like, that's morbid and sweet. <laughs> right? Like that that's what I was thinking. I'm like, what do I say to this? Because not only is it sweet and endearing but it's also like damn like creepy but blood and tears yeah i was like oh that that's a good story (laughs) yeah so some more little fun facts uh rose cultivation began began in china about five thousand years ago members of the han dynasty were said to be obsessed with roses The emperor's library contained hundreds of books with roses as the main subject. 
Roses are adorned also in the Imperial Garden. Paintings depicting roses were found on the walls of 5th century Egyptian tombs. Roses were also said to be one of Cleopatra's favorite flowers. She used to fill her living quarters with rose petals to win Mark Anthony's affection. I love that. I know. I was like, aw. <laughs> I thought it was pretty cool. I was like, and the China thing, I thought that was like, oh, so 5,000 years ago, they started cultivating and growing them, I guess, like mess. That's yeah. Cool. And that's so cool. <clears throat> like you were saying, with all of the gods and goddesses, you can just transfer regions. So any god that is equivalent to the goddess of love, they all have rose. Rose is going to be associated with them. Yep. Every time. Mm -hmm. I did find, there's a lot of different stories. I found some that were um, from the Hindu religion, which were really nice, but I didn't write them down like a ding dong, but I wanted to do them. So maybe another time I'll read them just so we can have some more myth and legend because I love them. If not, you go check them out because they're pretty cool. Uh (laughs) I, I have looked up a couple of the gods and goddesses and let me tell you, it is hard to understand, and I don't think they translate well. Some of the stories and stuff behind them are so beautifully written. Mm-hmm. I I love it. Yeah. I was reading a few of them, and I was like, wow, these are really nice stories. Like, I was finding some from, like, Middle East, and it was, it was awesome. I was, I was so... <laughs> I just loved all the different stories I was finding. <laughs> it's hard to nail down those names, though, I will say. That's another reason I won't lie to anybody. I already stumbled over my words enough. I didn't want to be stumbling over everybody's names. I know. <laughs> and honestly, like you gotta, you gotta forgive us. This, these are not. This is not our dialect. Well, I can't say for sure for tonight what's happening with your words. <laughs> I don't know. I'm adding letters. <laughs> but um. You know, when we say names and stuff, it's normally not our dialect. So mm. it is what it is. Yeah, it gets kind of hard sometimes. But we try and we're there's, sorry if we mess anything up. There's enough problems in this world, enough shit in this world. It, we don't need to go after people for the way they pronunciate shit. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> so did you know that different colors of roses have different meanings? I did. I do know that white is like purity, yellow is friendship, red is like true love. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the rest of them. Well, I have that covered. Okay. I would love to hear. I just know the basic ones. I, I know there's like black roses, which I've never seen in person, but I, I would love to. <laughs> so roses have come to symbolize some of our most strongest feelings. Um, So from love and passion, like you said, and friendship and joy, each of the colors of roses have different meanings and can be used in magic that way. Here, I'm going to give you some of the colors. Sorry, my dog's barking. Oh, I heard him. (laughs) I'm going to go over some of the most common colors you'll find um, for roses and like their different meanings and some ways you may be able to incorporate them into your magic and your spell work. We're going to start with red roses. Love romance desire this makes it a perfect rose to use in love spells um i suggest adding them to a love spell jar or a sachet to bring new love or even soulmate love into your life and that could be self-love too well i'm into that because 
pink roses are self-love. Oh, really? Yes. So pink roses are about happiness, gentleness, admiration, grace. They're perfect for your self-love spells. So you can add them. I add pink roses to my spell baths um, to give me a boost of self-love. You can add that with a little bit of rose quartz and moonstone. Perfect feminine thing. I was going to say rose quartz. I said, well, that reminds me of rose quartz then. Exactly. Yeah. We also have your white roses. Now, white roses, they represent, like I said before, new beginnings, hope, innocence, purity. You use the rose to help with spells and starting new chapters in your life. Or if you're starting like a new job or you want to start a new job or if you are starting a new relationship and you want to bring good energy into that relationship besides the obvious stuff that should already be there, (laughs) bring it in. It's also a feminine color. Um, So you can use that when you're offering to the goddess um, or any of the goddesses. They like white roses. Okay. It's often associated with weddings, but it's also associated with funerals. Um, It's a remembrance and love and respect for the departed. So you can also use a white rose as an offering on your ancestor altar or to like a past loved one. Um, I don't know if some people, I know when I lived in the apartment, I used to have an altar for my grandfather set up. And I, you can leave like white roses and things like that on the altar. I love that. Yep. I did too. I was like, oh, neat. <laughs> so orange roses, enthusiasm, energy, passion. These roses bring with them the positive energy that you need to give you a little boost and motivation to complete your goals. So if you're using this in like a motivation spell jar or say you want to kick some start your weight loss like that's one thing like for you to like get that motivation to do the things you want to do eat healthy go ahead and work out good daily routines being healthier does not mean losing weight i just want to point that out true it does not (laughs) (laughs) just being healthy. i actually just did a spell jar for me just getting on my motivation and getting me to my goals of eating better and taking care of myself and stuff like that yeah um yellow roses are for friendship warmth caring joy use these and sachets to help boost your mood so if you're feeling a little down in the dumps it's one way to give yourself that little bit of a perk like when you think of yellow roses you're thinking like i always think happiness whenever i see yellow anything i'm like oh happiness bright cheerful you know what i mean like you want to do that to bring that energy into your life use them to spells to boost your mood up a little bit just like yellow candles this is basically just like your candle um correlations this is why i have yellow in my living room yes it's very bright welcoming warm cozy Mm -hmm. you want that yeah so now we have green roses i've never seen a green rose in real life but i thought it was pretty cool they're about hope and fertility cheerfulness and rejuvenation use these roses in your fertility spells um if you fancy to do those along with red and orange roses to give you a bit of a boost in your libido um and to kind of help along with your fertility stuff (laughs) okay so and then we have purple roses they're with enchantment magic adoration love at first sight and psychic powers I suggest using this rose during your divination and meditation. So like burning them or adding them to like your teas, which we'll get into that um, to kind of give you that little bit of help opening up your third eye. 
Okay. I so, feel like with purple anything, that's what I think of. Exactly. It's it's the it's funny when you look at all the colors and you think about it. Everything we do in our practice or anything like that, it all correlates to a color. Yeah. Your candles correlate to different colors, and they're all the same emotions usually. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and it's usually where they fall in our chakras too. Exactly. It's usually where they fall in our chakras. So all varieties of roses are edible. Uh, the ones with the sweetest scent are likely to have the most flavor. People say that wild roses are supposed to smell extra yummy and have the best flavor. You can add rose petals to teas and other liquids to add a little bit of a florally taste. That's why I like, I actually like rose tea. It's really good. <laughs> I like it better than jasmine tea. I won't lie to you. Jasmine tea, I think, is good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> I'm not a fan. I'm not really a fan of floral tea. See, I actually like floral teas. Like, I like chamomile. I like lavender. I like rose. I like, uh, what is it? That butterfly pea flower that I like. I like the flowery stuff. Hibiscus. I like, I no, okay. I can't say I don't like all of them because I do like hibiscus. And I will drink chamomile. I can't drink it by itself. I have to add, like, honey or something to it. But, yeah. Yeah, I do. Okay, so I guess I just don't like strong florals, I guess. I yeah, know. maybe. Yeah, that that's why I don't like jasmine. I know I'm going off on a little tangent here real quick, but <laughs> I bought this green tea, and it was jasmine green tea. And I thought, oh, this is going to be delicious. Well, I like the smell of jasmine. I think jasmine smells very beautiful. And I like green tea, so I was thinking, oh, this will be a good combination. It's not like rose. I like roses. I do not like the taste of jasmine. <laughs> <laughs> It is very florally. Like, rose is florally, but this is, like, ten times more to me. <laughs> Pick you in the mouth with flowers. I was like, that's a lot. So now I've been using that for my spell baths. <laughs> you know, that's a really good idea because it is very, it's a very lovely smell. And green tea is great for your skin. So, yeah. <laughs> you know what? It works. <laughs> I was like, this will work. I love that. Um, that's so funny. <laughs> I don't like the taste. <laughs> So I'm like, I'll just put it in my bath. It'll work. I wonder if you. I wonder if you add just the smallest amount of it to like a different tea, like a black tea or a white tea. Yeah, maybe. You know maybe. what I mean? Just. Yeah. It could be the brand too. Maybe it was the kind I got. It was maybe it was just too florally. I don't know. I just couldn't do it. I was like, I like the smell of jasmine, but this is like drinking a bottle of perfume. <laughs> I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry, guys. (laughs) Sorry. Back to roses. Okay. So you can also add rose petals to sugar and butter to boost your baking recipes. So it is something you can add to your food in general and your drinks in general. I actually was looking up earlier rose wine. I'm curious. I found people on YouTube who are making it and now I kind of want to try it. (laughs) So I'm thinking about it. The one thing I do have to stress is do not eat the roses you buy in bouquets from the flower to the florists, the garden centers, places like Walmart, the grocery store. Don't eat those because they may contain pesticides. Your best bet is either grow them yourself or get them wild. Yeah. And I will say you want to, um, due to the colors, you, you'll want to check your like pH soil because it will swing sometimes one way or another. Mm-hmm. I have a rose bush. It's supposed to be white, but it's actually pink. <laughs> well, it's like it's like half white, half pink. 
I don't even know what the fuck it means. I don't know what it means about my soil. I know the rest, like it's thriving. It's thriving. All of my other herbs and stuff are doing really well. My lavender, you know how big it is. They're huge. So they all love it, whatever is in the soil. But yeah, it's half white and half pink. So just. <laughs> That's interesting. I've never look- seen them grow like that. If you're looking for a specific color, I would say double check to make sure there's like a, you know, it might need a certain nutrient. I don't, I'm, I don't know. I'm a plant person, but I'm like, if it thrives, if it thrives, it thrives. If it dies, it dies. Yeah. <laughs> so. so quick disclaimer before I get into the next little part, we are not medical professionals. Always <laughs> consult your doctor. Never will become one. No, never will claim to be one. Consult your doctor even before taking herbal treatments. So if you're deciding to use these for medicinal things, check with your doctor and make sure it doesn't interfere with other things you're already taking. Um, if you're having a serious health issue or a concern, please call your doctor. Now, I'm going to cover a little bit of the medical benefits of roses. Okay. Rose is a nutrient-rich, astringent, diuretic, and anti-inflammatory. They can be used to treat many issues such as PMS and menopause, upset stomach, sore throats, and colds. They're also known to uplift spirits and help with grief. Rose hips are a good source of vitamin C. Did you know, fun fact, that during World War II in England... Rose hip syrup was given to children to make sure they were getting enough vitamin C. Hmm. Yep. And this was because most of their imported fruits were harder to come by. So they would substitute it with rose hip syrup. Um, A lot of the times the children were very encouraged by the Ministry of Health to pick their own. Okay. That's really, really, really interesting considering... A health organization was like, use your intuition, kids. Yeah. <laughs> so, rose petals can be used to make tinctures, teas, honeys, syrups, vinegars, and essential oils. The leaves of the rose are full of tannins and can be used to make black, like a black tea. They can be used as an alternate to black teas. They don't have the caffeine, but they still have that astringent effect like black tea does. Okay. Um, I found in an article, the best time to harvest rose petals is midsummer. You collect the petals on a dry morning and gently remove the petals from the flower and leave behind the calyx, which is the, the leafy things on the bottom of the flower that look like the stuff that covers the bud, basically. Yeah. The little green part. You leave that. Um, you will then dry the petals on a tray in a warm, dry room at a low heat for about 93 degrees Fahrenheit, 34 degrees Celsius, put it in a food hydrator, dehydrator, if you would prefer to do it that way instead of leaving it in a room. I was about to say, but probably a dehydrator would be better. Yeah. yeah. And perfectly honest with you, there was so much more stuff, and I really wish I would have looked into it a little bit more, um, especially the myths, because they were pretty cool. But that's all I have. Unfortunately, <laughs> should have got more. I feel like I needed more. <laughs> well, that was really, 
really interesting information. Yeah, I was going to go into like some little recipes <laughs> that I found, which are kind of kind of fun. I'll have to see if maybe I can find that article again. You can link it off the look. Um, because it has some recipes for teas. Yeah, we'll go ahead and try to link that. So, well, thank you so much for doing that research. That was really fun. Not a problem. I enjoyed it too. I had a lot of fun with that. I won't be looking at my rose bush the same anymore. I know. I I'll definitely a- collect the white and pink. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least you get two out of one. <laughs> <laughs> two for a two for. <laughs> I got a neighbor that's got a whole bunch of rose bushes and I keep looking at them going, I wonder if she'd be mad. <laughs> Maybe I should ask her. <laughs> I would definitely ask. Don't be going taking people's roses. I wouldn't flat. just do that, but I was like, I should ask her. <laughs> a whole wild garden, like wildflower garden. And I would like a neighbor knocked on my door and was like, Hey, can I, can I pick some flowers? I'm like, go, go right ahead. You're not going to make a dent in it. But if I caught somebody on my camera, I'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> True. I get that. Makes sense. (laughs) Thank you so much again. And please reach out to us on Facebook and Instagram. And we need ghost stories, people. Yes. Even if they're not real ghost stories, even if they are just, hey, this was kind of funny. And I thought it was a ghost, but it turned out to be a cat or a possum or a hobo. It doesn't matter. A hobo. Oh, that'd be fun. Anyway. <laughs> but anyway, yes, send them in. You can reach us on Facebook and Instagram at Lavender Sage and Stardust, or you can email us on Outlook at Lavender Sage and Stardust at Outlook.com. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>